0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. This is Correct Me If I'm Wrong, the top podcast in the world. Just kidding, but it's good to set goals, right? And I've never tried to quote-unquote manifest anything into existence before, so this might as well be my first attempt. So, you know, let me know if you got any advice on manifesting. I'm an Aries, if that has anything to do with it. I don't know how it works, but I'm open to it. So correct me if I'm wrong, take it to the moon, folks. Greatest pod in the world. But anyways, got Bush? I'm not talking George W. Bush or the Australian Bush but I am talking about the Bush Down Under. So, you know, COVID regulations are starting to to be a little more relaxed and there's no reason to have hairy balls anymore, guys. Absolutely no excuse. So now is the perfect time to go to manscaped.com and shop the best products in men's below the waist grooming. The engineering team at Manscaped spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created the lawnmower 3.0. That's right. They have real life engineers working on this stuff. That's how you know it's going to be good. I have the lawnmower 3.0. And let me tell you, my balls have never been smoother. So head on over to Manscaped.com to get 20% off and free shipping when you use the code WAVY. So again, Manscaped.com, 20% off. That's a steal. How could you not do it? Manscaped.com use code wavy your wallets will thank you and your balls will thank you and as always correct me if i'm wrong is brought to you by wavypack.com i can't talk enough about how great our team is over at wavypack everyone puts in maximum effort to bring the freshest content about just about everything so go show everybody on there some love and some support you know go read a couple of articles. Go listen to the playlists. You won't regret it. We got a little bit of something for everybody. Moving on. Rose, Bud, and Thorn time. A.K.A. Greg's Therapy Session. So I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. You know, this is only episode four. But these weekly reflections have been uh, been making me feel better. So I would encourage everybody to, you know, maybe give it a shot. Don't neglect your your mental health. And if you have any hilarious thorns, um, you know, maybe let me know because it's funny when semi bad things happen to people. So share some some funny stories and if any of them make me chuckle enough, who knows, maybe I'll I'll drop them here on the pod. But getting into it, rose time. This week my rose was going to the driving range to smack some golf balls around. I suck at golf, but I'm not going to pass up the opportunity to go have some drinks, eat some mini corn dogs, and just kind of waste the evening away. Um, I don't think other people at the range appreciated my happy-go-lucky, chill, loud attitude, because apparently golf is super serious in a quiet sport even just at the driving range and I was loud. I was very loud. But in my defense, I had just learned that the T-Rex lived in the western United States. So I was super excited about it and needed to loudly share it with anyone within earshot. Um so a lot of people took in this information at the driving range. They weren't prepared for it, but I just—I didn't know T. Rexes lived here. Did you guys know that? I thought they only lived in like Asia, or Europe, or somewhere not here. But apparently, they were chilling Montana, big spot for T. Rexes. But on this this article I read, where I found this information, they estimated that there was probably billions of T. Rexes roaming the United States. Billions. To put that into perspective for you, it's estimated that there's about 1.2 billion squirrels living in the U.S., so replace all of those squirrels with T-Rexes, and that's what life was like back in the day. That's a lot of big lizards walking around. So It's interesting to me, though, how come there's not more like fossils of it? Shouldn't we have more complete t-rex fossils if there was billions of them i mean flood the market with them i would love to be able to afford a full-sized t-rex fossil that'd, that'd be awesome it wouldn't even fit in my apartment but i guess i could make some some renovations but yeah this is this is the information i shared with the guy golfing in the stall right next to us but in my defense after I told him this, his next shot literally hit the back fence of the range. So I'm basically coaching people using useless facts. So if you need help with your golf game, I'll come talk about dinosaurs and guaranteed it'll take two strokes off your off your game or your money back. My bud. um, I'm not a big planning guy. I don't plan ahead much. So it's always kind of tough for me to pick what my butt is. But for this week, I'm going with um, the Oscars. I'm looking forward to watching the Oscars this weekend. There's just something about sitting down for five hours to watch something that should really only take about 30 minutes, and to then be completely disappointed with the outcomes. And am I a movie expert? Absolutely not. But I love to criticize the Academy, completely unjustified, and then complain about it for an entire year. So we'll see, who knows? Maybe they'll get it right. What does getting it right even mean? Who knows? I just want to see my guy Riz win one for The Sound of Metal because that movie was awesome. If you haven't seen it yet, go check it out, sheds a, a lot of light. On the uh, the deaf and hard of hearing community. Shows how, how cool sign language can be. American Sign Language. So go check that out. Um, also, oh, also, quick toss in for movies. Just watched the new Mortal Kombat last night. Um, and I was, I was thrilled with it. Not even going to lie. I was thrilled. I'll probably talk about that more on The Wave this week. So if you want to hear me going on Mortal Kombat. You'll have to wait. And catch you on the wave this week. So, this week's thorn was actually a major disruption to my day-to-day life. And it really sucked. It's the only way to put it, is that it sucked. Because it had to do with my room. And that is my my happy little sanctuary. And it was taken away from me this week. So here's the story. There's a pipe with a pretty significant leak in the wall between my room and the bathroom and it just so happens that the only place for that water to go is under my bedroom floor that's right under my bedroom floor so i got home from work took my shoes off because i'm not some barbarian i headed to my bathroom to take the number two that i had been holding in all day because i refused to poop at work another story for another time and i stepped into a literal puddle of water in my carpet wearing my socks. Yeah, i almost threw up because the only thing that's worse than having wet socks is having wet socks and a wet carpet. Not a good combination. And then i had to spend way too much time trying to get a hold of the landlord to like see if we could get it fixed. I'm like emailing her and she just, like, sends back this really unworried email and just like, oh, text the handyman and see when he can come and look at it. And I text the handyman and then he just doesn't respond. But like, just shows up, he showed up just randomly the next evening, actually, when I was golfing, so he's, like, calling me, and, like, dude, no, like, I'm not home, you can't look at it, so then we had to reschedule, which is a pain, um, so eventually he comes to look at it, but, uh, I have a a crazy dog, so I had to take him out on a walk, for this whole time while well, the handyman is looking at the leak because the last thing I need is for my dog to get anxious and bite this guy and then him leave and my room never gets fixed so I'm spending like 45 minutes to an hour walking my dog outside which I shouldn't be complaining about like yeah, I had to take my dog out like no it was great it was nice it was sunny we had a good time so handyman texts me like, you know, about 45 minutes later, um, saying that it just needs to dry out and then he'll be back in a few days to fix it. Perfect, right? Wrong. I go in. He leaves. I go back in. Half of the carpet in my room is just folded over. Like, literally half of it. It's almost folded up onto my bed. It's soaking wet. The bare, disgusting floor is exposed with, like that foam padding stuff that's under the carpet and that's all soaked there's two huge fans just blowing onto the floor and onto the carpet and of course it reeks of mildew and mold and i'm not talking just like a little bit like um you went camping and something got a little damp and it's a little mildewy. you just gotta watch it wash it no am it stank And I had to try to sleep in there that night with just exposed floor folded over carpet and it stank. The fans were loud. I had to have all the windows open. It's just, it's been a struggle. This one is a true thorn. And fingers crossed, fingers crossed that this guy can actually come and fix it because Not to knock on this guy, but when your official title is handyman, that leads me to believe that you can like 75% fix 50% of things that go wrong in a house. So I'm a little worried this is going to be a job for a full-fledged plumber and then maybe a carpet guy, and by the time that's all done, I'm not even going to be living in that apartment anymore. So... But, fingers crossed, you know, I'm a silver linings kind of guy. At this point, I just hope I get out of it alive from breathing in the mold that is obviously visible under the carpet. So, wish me luck. But, enough about my grimy, disgusting room. Yeah, you guys don't want to come over? I wouldn't blame you. My whole house stinks, but... Moving on, let's just dive right into this day in history. Uh, As I was flipping through the days this week, I was very tempted to pick 420 because, you know, come on, 420 blaze it, guys. But that felt pretty cliche to me. So I went ahead, stepped up my game, and picked 421 to be cool and edgy, So, here we go. Let's dive into two lovely events from April 21st. First one. April 21st is the traditional date credited to the uh, founding of Rome by Romulus and Remus. So, this story is based uh, in Greek mythology... And I have to to say that because I had no idea that was Greek mythology. I remember learning about Romulus and Remus in school. And for some reason this whole time, I thought this was like actually historically how Rome was founded. But it's not. It's a it's a made up story. But Romulus and Remus, they were born after the god Mars came and visited their mother. Um, yeah we all know what that means because these Greek gods really loved those human ladies so Romulus and Remus are born daddy's a god and the king at the time saw this as a threat because not only is there you know they got some some godly blood in them but because their grandpa used to be the king And so the current king came to the obvious conclusion that he needed to kill these two boys. Duh. So they were abandoned on the banks of the river Tiber. Very similar to my main man Moses. Shout out the Bible. But the god of the river swooped in and saved Romulus and Remus. Because, again, the Greek gods, they love us humans. They're looking out for us. They're little playthings, so they don't want to see us die. Um, So he saves them. And then this is when the the story, it takes a little bit of a left turn. Um, And I'm just giving you a brief summary. This is not at all the complete history, so I could be leaving some things out. Well, I am leaving some things out. But after they were rescued by the river god, they were nursed back to health by, get this, suckling the teat. Of a she-wolf in a cave, which is weird, but also pretty metal. And fun fact, one of my best friends actually has a tattoo that was inspired by Romulus and Remus suckling the teat of a she-wolf. So he had this tattoo. The the wolf looked really cool, but Romulus and Remus kind of looked like little alien babies, so he actually got that covered up. With roses to get rid of the alien boys, but, you know, fun fact. So after they they were uh, suckling from the teat of the she-wolf, they were adopted by this shepherd. And they were just kind of living normal lives, not, you know, not doing anything super special. But as they got older, you know, they started to, to have some influence, their... Their innate leadership skills started to come out. And they were building a little bit of a following. But they still had no idea who they were. Until Remus was put in prison by the crazy king who had the great idea to kill them. Because he was pretty sure he knew the true identity of Romulus and Remus. And Remus being thrown in jail, obviously pissed off brother Romulus and he was like I gotta go save my bro so Romulus teams up with his grandpa they overthrow the king reinstate granddad as the king and save Remus so all is well they saved the day they're feeling pretty awesome the people are down for them so Romulus and Remus were like bro let's just start our own city I imagine that is like the ancient equivalent of Guys, being like, we're gonna start a podcast because we're feeling great. So, yeah, do I compare myself to Romulus and Remus directly? But it gets a little bit dark. The bros couldn't agree on a location for their city, which seems a little silly to me. Like, that should be a minor detail. Just the fact that you can start a city, you should just, you know, just kind of do it where you can do it. But they get into a scuffle over it. And Romulus ends up killing Remus. Yes, Romulus killed the guy that he literally went to war for to save from prison because they couldn't decide where to put their city. But hey, ultimately, we got Rome out of it. So the sacrifice of one for the many, I guess you could say, but... And that's, yeah, that's the brief story of Romulus and Remus. There was a whole lot more going on in there. So, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's basically what happened. But let me know. Another fun tidbit from April 21st. The next one is that that is the day that the Red Baron was shot down and killed. Now, the Red Baron was a notorious fighter pilot with the German Air Force during World War One, and he was a bad, bad man. So his name was Manfred von Richthofen, Richthofen, Richthofen. But his, you know, his nickname, the Red Baron, sounds way cooler. It's way easier to say, and I don't want to spend you know the next however long butchering this guy's name so he will henceforth be known as the red baron on this show so he was just terrorizing the skies during his time and was credited with 80 air victories which is a ton considering it was world war one and planes were basically brand new i mean get this the first plane flight was in 1903 and world war one started in 1914 so it really only took a few years before they were like let's strap some guns on these bad boys and make some flying death machines so remember any good idea us humans have we will find a way to weaponize it as fast as possible back to the red baron a little bit of history on him he started training to become a fighter pilot in 1915 when he was only he was like 22 years old reading about people in history doing all this crazy stuff before they're even 25 really makes me reevaluate my life decisions but, I, you know, I think maybe I'm just lazy because at 22, I was sleeping through my 8 a.m. classes at college. And the Red Baron was carrying the weight of the entire German Air Force on his back. <laughs> different strokes for different folks, I guess. Initially, the Red Baron actually sucked at flying because he was originally a cavalryman but trench warfare like really made that obsolete so he was kind of just like putzing around the military not knowing what he was going to do until he met the like the other bad bad fighter pilot of the time and that guy convinced the red baron to come become a pilot so he was training in these little like two seat planes And he actually crashed the first time that he took the controls. So he was the one flying the plane, put that puppy in the dirt. So this is a lesson in never giving up, kids. Things might not start well, but if you stick with it, you too could become a decorated German war hero. Never give up. And eventually, the Red Baron figured it out. He was invited to join an elite fighter squadron because, you know, they saw him. He was getting comfortable, getting comfortable in the cockpit, and he was looking nice. So in September of 1916, after about a year of training, he scored his first confirmed kill against a British pilot over France. And this, is, this dude knew he was dope. This is what he did. To commemorate his victory, he ordered a custom silver cup made with the date of the the kill and the type of enemy aircraft engraved into the cup and he continued to do this every time he had a confirmed kill up until he had 60 cups So German fighter pilots must have been getting paid if he was just getting custom iced out cups every time he killed somebody. And the only reason he stopped getting the cups ordered was because Germany was running out of silver due to blockades against them during the war. So I don't know much about cups, but I imagine 60 silver cups requires quite a bit of silver. So I don't think it's crazy to say that the German silver shortage during World War One was in fact due because the Red Baron was just buying it all in the form of silver cups. But, hey, that's what we should all be striving for, is doing something cool enough that it should be commemorated with a silver cup. Life lessons. But moving on to the demise of the Red Baron. It was, of course, on April 21st. 1918 there was some air to air combat some dogfights going on over the Somme river and the red baron saw this young canadian pilot firing on his cousin and obviously the red baron was having none of that he's like don't shoot at my family and especially from a canadian come on so he does some some fancy flying to at- attack this canadian dude And they're flying around, battling it out, when all of a sudden, a big old bullet just struck the Red Baron square in the chest. And I'm not a doctor, but a bullet to the heart usually doesn't end super well. So he ended up crashing, and that was the the end of the Red Baron. He was busted up, he smacked his head into the controls, and when... When he was found, he was obviously dead. But, amazingly enough, he did all of this at the age of 25. He was only 25 years old when he died and had 80 confirmed kills over only three years of flying. I mean, I I don't don't know. That seems like a whole lot. (laughs) In over three years. That's, again, that's crazy to me. That people were doing doing this much by the time they're only 25? Am I behind in life? Am I? Is the Red Baron gonna make me have an existential crisis? It, it kind of feels that way. Um, but that's it for, for this day in history. We have the founding of Rome, and we have the scariest German fighter pilot of all time. Are those things related? Not at all. But they happened on the same day. So, we'll see what we find next week for, for this day in history. Unfortunately, I do have some bad news. The correct me, if I'm wrong segment, the namesake of this podcast is still under construction. I I, I probably could have done it this week, but it would have been rushed. It wouldn't have felt ready. And... I want it to be good. It's important to me that it's it's good when it comes out. So I'm putting it off again. I don't want to give a timetable for when it's going to happen because I don't want anyone to call me a liar. I want to stick to my word or whatever. But I promise it's coming soon. I'm not just intentionally trying to build the anticipation, but it's going to be good. I pinky promise. So keep checking back. We'll get around to it. But in the meantime, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Correct Me If I'm Wrong. Be on the lookout for new episodes every Sunday at, you know, whatever time we decide to post them. Also, check back if you want to hear, hear me on my other show, The Wave This Week. We've got, uh, you know, everything pop culture related. We talk NBA, movies, uh, music, all of that. That one is uh, not safe for work, so maybe don't play it around your kids. But, as always, we appreciate the support. And until next time, stay wavy.